Hello and welcome to another episode of the Boys Be Boys podcast. My name is John James Lemon and I'm joined here by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Ryan James Bothwell. I am here and I am indeed Ryan James Bothwell once again. <laughs> it's always exciting that part where it's like the welcome, you know, yeah. to all the listeners there. there. It's, uh, like it's it. nerve wracking. Yeah, I know. Um, always a little bit of nerves actually at the start of it, but we'll warm up, warm up. Yeah, we'll ease into it. Um, yeah. Speaking of easing into it, let's talk about what we're actually going to talk about. And that is the S word is now RJ. Yeah. Success and what it means success. to us and what it means to yeah. be successful. Exactly. That's pretty much the gist of this episode. Uh, you might think, hmm, kind of a niche thing to do an episode on, but quite the opposite. There's quite a lot to talk about as hopefully you'll soon see. Um, and yeah, for us, this topic, I think I probably speak for both of us. It's kind of one that's close to heart, as it probably is for most people, wouldn't you say, Ryan? Because like it's kind of a a thing that people don't really talk about, but we all have these little things in our heads, like with regards to success, what it means to us, what we think it should mean, so et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and it comes to be kind of confusing. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's something that we all think about. And um, it could just be that we think about it just a little bit, or it could be something that's in your heads quite a lot. Um, but I think one thing's for sure is that our ideas of success are kind of it's a constant and it could be could be evolving as we go absolutely yeah um i think in a way the best way to kind of start talking about it is to kind of instantly get personal and yeah. sort of ask each other what we think so do you want to ask me first or shall i ask you i'll ask you big man right all right okay right make sure i get this line right <laughs> yeah that's right mr jonah lemon what mm-hmm. does success mean to you don't know got no idea Fair um, enough, right? Yeah, call it. Um, no, success to me, I was thinking about this a lot actually last night about what success means. And I think for me, there's definitely a duality. So I have this internal kind of like picture in my head of, you know, having a family, being happy and, you know, food on the table, not super wealthy, just enough to get by. Um, basically being content, you know, maybe even a little cottage in the field somewhere. I don't know. Nice. Um, so sort of the simple things, but then the other aspect of success for me, which I'm not as proud to mention, if I'm honest, is chasing the dollar, you know, like the fancy cars, uh, massive house, uh, posting on social media, all my cool stuff, basically, and being like, if this everyone, I did it sort of thing. Um, so yeah, for me, it's difficult because as much as I want to be wholly um, with the idea of the first one, you know, being content and happy, there is that kind of, I wouldn't mind uh, the luxury, you know, that kind of thing. Do you, when you talk about this duality, though, do you think they have different weightings? Like the kind of, like, do you put more weight towards the kind of wholesome idea of success or do you put more weight towards the sort of money dollar side of success? Or do you find that there's times where you prefer one or you ha- you would hold one idea stronger than you would hold the other? Well, I think that I definitely know which one I want to hold stronger. And that's yeah. the more simple kind of like, you know, the first one. Yeah. But it, it switches, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, actually, I'm an adult now. I'm 22. There's nothing more to learn in life, as we all think at 22. Yeah. And I'm happy just going to, you know, have a nice job and family and whatnot and stuff. But then all it takes is a tiny switch in mindset. And you're like, well, it looks like I'm getting up at five in the morning. To, to invest in stocks. I'm not 100% sure what stocks are. I'm going to invest in them, Ryan. I'll Got tell you that much. that grind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hustle harder. 
Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think one thing that does kind of both of these ideas revolve around for me is it sounds really cliche is kind of like helping people. I feel like if I'm doing something be it with my job or, you know, hobbies or whatever, helping other people that feels, that feels like success to me, yeah. I guess. I'd say that's quite um, an admirable um, definition of success. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it for the, for the, for the podcast. I don't oh, think I know. I, I know. Absolutely. It's uh, you yeah. know the real me in the burning points. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so to switch the tables, Ryan, I'm going to ask you what is success? Tell me to you. Yeah, that is a really good question. Um, I think for me, success is probably reaching that point of contentment and sort of fulfillment and knowing that I have everything that I want. But that's not to mean that I would want like lots of money and lots of cars and lots of nice things. It might be that I just adjust that idea so that what I want is much simpler than that. Um, And I think now my idea of what I actually want is to be content and it's to have just a nice kind of yeah a nice place to rest my head just some nice people around me that I can enjoy their company um and maybe not like lots of money but just you know like a little bit to to make sure that I have enough to enjoy myself and I think that's changed my perceptions definitely changed over the last few years before I almost saw myself as the type of person who would do anything for the sort of traditional idea of success like just I saw myself as a person that would be willing to just chase it no matter what but I think now starting to understand myself a bit better I start to appreciate that if you are trying to chase these things there's a lot of sacrifices you need to make and are you really willing to give up so many aspects of your life which you might like and might enjoy to chase something which on the surface might look like success and I guess that's the big difference is like you can have this traditional idea of success, what you've just, which you've spoken about, um, this sort of chasing after like money, um, lots of nice things, or you can have this more kind of wholesome side as well. Um, and I guess it's just like the success equal happiness. Like you. Well, I think yeah, it's it's funny. I don't want to psychoanalyze ourselves in the moment too much because I may very well get it wrong, but. One thing I've noticed in my description of success and yours, we talk about contentment, fulfillment, and those words basically sort of mean feeling whole, don't they? Yeah. And so that kind of suggests that without success, like are we empty in some way? And that's quite an existential question. Yeah. Uh, but you see what I mean? It's almost like we're, to be successful is to achieve something that you didn't once have, but it kind of in a way, maybe actually you were successful all along in that you were happy and the good things around you, et cetera. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, that's just a thought. I'm not sure, but uh, could be. Yeah. No, I think I think it's definitely interesting, and I think what would be interesting is to to find out more about those who have set a goal for themselves. Who said maybe I want to reach a million pounds um, by the time I'm thirty. I want to have a million pounds in my bank by the time I'm thirty, and it would be very interesting to perhaps talk to them and understand when they reach that million pounds and they reached their their goal and technically they were successful in fulfilling that goal are they happy have they reached that contentment stage or has that just led to now wanting more and they're forever sort of chasing um something else and they're on that sort of hamster wheel yeah exactly like they have an end goal but when they once they reach it was it everything that they hoped it'd be 
you know yeah, exactly because ultimately kind of like i feel with success these days success and money are kind of synonymous you know yeah. but if you if you earn all this money so you say you want to earn a million pounds by the time you're 30 and then you 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 do it like what what do you want with the money because money's just a thing you money doesn't by itself doesn't do stuff yeah you can buy things with it but is it is that what it's about is it you want to make loads of money so that you can buy stuff and but look cool is it you want to make loads of money so you can do things you want to do isn't there's no like right or wrong it's just kind of like it's quite a risk to say for me being successful is being rich without even thinking about what it is that you truly want to do yeah. with that money and if even money was necessary in the first place you know and is it is it worth it if you've got no one to share it with if you've had to sacrifice say for instance like your friends or some of your connections with your family not saying that is that is the case for for everyone who's got lots of money some people might manage to balance that but if you have had to sacrifice so much to get to that stage has it been worth it but i think what's interesting as well is even if you take like money out of the equation how many times have people set a goal for themselves and said say for example like i really want to go to university or they've set a goal like i really want to work in a certain job and then once you actually get to university and get into that job that you want and you've passed that first sort of elated period like has your level of happiness dramatically increased from what it was before is your technical success in that situation has it brought you more contentment and more fulfillment than you had before or are you back exactly are you back to square one yeah for sure it's like you're chasing something but once you get there was it worth the cost at what price you know Yeah. yeah because i personally i'd rather be poor but have you know my family friends around me and to be happy than to be really rich but lonely and you know you read stories of i think it's a couple of years ago you know one of like the china's most wealthy men he you know killed himself yeah and because you know he had he was a billionaire would have all the stuff that we would sort of associate with success and he's dead now because he'd rather be that than be alive in his mansion or wherever it was he lived and it kind of makes you think it's like hmm maybe there is something going on here exactly you know? well you see examples of it all over like you see uh, one of the most famous examples is Kurt Cobain um for for him he achieved his dreams of being a successful musician but I mean f- he was obviously struggling inside for him to take his own life um so that makes you that, that does draw the question that once you achieve your so-called dreams really it doesn't solve all your issues yeah it's kind of like um sometimes you can be so obsessed with an end goal and making it that you actually end up not acknowledging and missing all the like beautiful little things that happen around you yeah. you know like soul and i've talked to you about it talked to no, about it to you a lot something. how many times have i love you it <laughs> don't ask me that i'm not gonna answer a lot but the point is lot. this it's a banger of a film uh and the whole concept is that when you are obsessed with the idea of making it wherever that means to you you often forget to notice the little things around you that actually really made you happy because ultimately once you get somewhere you're just there yeah. you know sort of the journey or destination sort of thing exactly. which is i know kind of cringe but no you're absolutely you like right like once you're once you're there you are just there and basically what you've taken to that point of making it is just your same old self like if you you've not suddenly got rid of like all your issues all, all all your internal like conflicts you've brought them with you to that place of essentially making it um so i think 
yeah, that 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 is a very good film. So um, yeah, it's actually so it, good. It, it actually yeah. popped into my head today, um, as it <laughs> often does. You know, the the whole idea that it's not about having like a purpose in life, but it's just like it's almost like just being and enjoying those little moments. I think that's very important. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, and there's a scene in it as well where they sort of talk about passion, purpose, and the guy, one of the guys who like guides them through the um, well, pre and afterlife. He sort of says like, "Our oh, humans are so." such silly simple creatures they think that um having a passion is what your purpose is they confuse passion and purpose yeah you know because you're passionate about something be great or whatever but it's not your only reason to live because ultimately there's so many things going on that yeah. could be great but you're too busy grinding or doing this and that and stuff you know that's not to say grinding's bad but it's like that uh tale of the two fish in the ocean one of them swimming around like frantically in desperate need of finding the ocean and he swims to the other fish and says where's the ocean which way is the ocean i have to get there like i don't want to be anywhere else but the ocean and i won't stop until i'm there and the other fish is just kind of like confused and says look around you know um i didn't make that by the way yeah, i was just gonna say <laughs> Actually, that. straight from soul but uh yeah you can say that <laughs> well i'm so glad i got there for you it's a very um, beautiful metaphor it is um well i think I've opened up as much as I'm physically possible with regards to my idea of success. My um, heart is on my you. sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Actually sobbing. You can't tell because I can keep a good straight voice, but I see that tear strolling yeah. down your face. So I'm going to get a tissue while we take a quick break. Move on to the next section. How about that? That sounds great to me. Lovely. And we're back. And in this section, we're going to discuss a little bit about how the idea of success has um, actually evolved over the years and um, what that sort of means for us and how society's sort of view of success um, might have just adapted and changed as our perceptions have. Yeah, I guess the best way to do that is sort of to start, well, as far as we know, what success was, say, in the age of the knights and the battles and that sort of thing. So like way, way back. I'm talking horrible histories vibes. We should probably put a disclaimer um, in here that we are not historians and we will just be, um, you know, putting our own theories to this. <laughs> exactly. And on top of that, I also stand by everything I say and will cry if anyone challenges it. Um, Understandable. So my vibe from, I guess, kind of films and I'm not even joking, horrible histories, is the success originally, I guess, if it was to be defined, would have been providing for your wife and family, like procreating, basically being able to make children and then keep them alive to the point of being able to pass new genes further through them procreating. I guess that's kind of like the baseline success. You know, you pass on your genes, your, you know, genetic code will live on after you've died. That is the origins of success, I guess. Yeah, I guess a, a sort of simpler time, then you're probably right with that, that the idea of just having food on the table and having kind of family around you might have been enough. Um, you never know unless every single person in the sort of med- medieval times really wanted to really try and be a knight. Maybe that was the idea of success. Be cool, that's for sure. <laughs> Would have been cool. I mean, yeah, actually, before we get to the knights, I should probably say, I guess in the passing on the genetic code and your genes would be more kind of like, you know, caveman, stone age sort of time, because at that point there was no, it wasn't really as much of a form of luxury as such. 
it was you survive or you die. If you survive, yeah. you're one of the lucky ones. So to be, yeah. to be successful would be to survive and pass on the genes. And then I guess before the time of knights, I don't really know why I started with knights. It was rogue, but honestly, yeah, I think we go like with it. Sort of mid history, but yeah, let's um, yeah, let's go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that the farming revolution, if I'm correct here, was when people were able to start hoarding wealth. Because say when you were, you know, in the Stone Ages, it's like if I kill a chicken, I'll eat a chicken and we'll eat tonight. But once people could um, start to accumulate land and animals and then store it, so they would actually store this stuff so they could keep things preserved for a while. It meant they could actually then build wealth. And that's where you get a divide between, I guess, the average, the norm, the yeah. working class, if you like, and the wealthy who already had accumulated the wealth or the families had in the past. And so therefore were successful just by birthright almost because they're wealthy. So you're already getting the kind of like economic, I mean, they probably would have traded in, I don't know, cows and milk and stuff and yeah. goats, but I guess that was their form of money. So from an economic perspective, that was where you start to get a divide between the two different, um, you know, unsuccessful by yeah. the olden day terms and successful. Absolutely. Because I, I guess like prior to that, then, if you're talking like sort of living in tribes and wandering for miles, then your idea of success is literally just like procreating um, having a successful hunt, um, maybe to be the most successful in the tribe. If that was even a thing that was measured, probably doubt that that is the case. Um, then you might just be the person that brings home the most wild boar that you've killed, or you've bring home the most, uh, the most apples that you've picked. I don't know, but um, Do you think apples because you said wild boar and then had an image in your head of a boar with an apple in its mouth on a table? I did, yeah. And then my yeah, belly started that. to rumble and I started to, <laughs> to think it's more funny, about I'm actually it. having wild boar for dinner tonight. That's wild. so good. Central. Yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, so, yeah, I guess that would be when you started to get the more of the divide. Yeah. And then moving forward to, I think I can probably say at this point, when the knights were vibing. Oh, really? That's um, the, the knights. So you sure we're ready for that? I mean, yeah, I'm going to go there. I like knights. They're really cool. Um, and then you start to have, you know, royalty and stuff. All this yeah. follows on, um, obviously, in a much longer period of time than the five minutes we've crammed it into. But I wonder at that time as well, though, um, I wonder if it was more of an idea as as this divide started to be formed, if it was more of an idea of like where you're born is where you're born. Um, I feel like nowadays um in western culture anyway um a lot of people believe this regardless of kind of the social economic sort of class that you're born in like you have the opportunity to to make yourself and to drive to success but mm -hmm. i wonder if it's or if you look back at the times medieval times with like knights and and kings etc um if they still had this idea if you were a peasant did you believe that one day you could rise up the social ranks or was it more of such a, a permanent thing that if you were born yeah. into a certain class you were there and almost having that discreet like idea of if you're born into a certain class then that's you stuck there takes away that notion of chasing success there's no pressure almost yeah no yeah. pressure there exactly if your dad was um Worked in the tanning industry, you do the same thing because it's what your dad does. If your dad was a bread maker, then you, or baker, I guess you could probably say, then you probably do the same thing. <laughs> some, too. some might say, John, <laughs> you wouldn't strive for anything more than previously your uh, social groups had done. Uh, yeah. Because why would you? That's kind of like 
look, I'm, it's like I'm a baker. I'm not going to go and try and be all wealthy and stuff. Um, and I guess that made life a lot more simple, much more difficult, of course, but you know, simple. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then I guess moving on from sort of medieval times, um, where do we go next in the time? I say we jump straight to 21st century. You control that? Yeah, I mean, nothing much changed, if I'm honest. You know, like, I guess they changed from like swords to guns, but like it was, that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, that's uh, probably right. Instead of how many kind of boars you killed or how much, uh, how many apples you brought home, it was probably about how many cigarettes you could smoke at one time made you successful for, for quite some time. So, might yeah. be something to do with that. But um, yeah, let's jump to the 21st century or even the 20th century. Um, yeah, and we talk basically about... more modern times. More yeah. modern times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we might talk about those who were going down like coal mines or those that kind of started to work early in like the industrialization. The industrial period. revolution. Yes. 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 Yeah. I, I think... honestly, I'm sure we're wrong here. But I do feel like our history is okay. I don't think we missed. There's nothing I'm thinking. Oh, that's actually a massive. No. I mean, I know I'm... stuff happened in that period, but was it that important? If we don't know about it, that's what you I would know, say. RJ. Yeah, I don't think we'll get any complaints from this. I doubt it hugely. Um, so yeah, industrial revolution time again. You're having more, even more ability than there once was to hoard wealth, not just from like a perspective of being a, a royal, because that's kind of a separate thing. Um, but you know, say if your parents owned a massive mining, um, business, then you're kind of, that's, you're kind of already successful by those means, because not only do you have loads of money and live a more luxurious life than others do, you also are then a more attractive mate, I guess. And so be able to procreate more. And then that kind of leads back to the original sort of ideas of success, which is to, you know, have children and then provide for them. And in those days and i guess still now to an extent providing for family does often involve the the peas the peas yeah peas it means money oh, do you want to know that well you clearly haven't listened to drill in a while my boy i should uh, probably get that up in urban, urban dictionary maybe a bit more yeah exactly the old man yeah i know but yeah i think that's that's probably right like I guess at a certain point, the idea again is still the idea of success is having a roof over your head and providing for your family. Um, and I, I guess a lot of people are, would have probably been, or a lot more people would have probably been satisfied by that. If you have a good job, um, if you have a job and you're managing to provide for your family um, and you're surrounded by good friends, then I guess, although it might've been a struggle, guess some people would have probably been quite satisfied with that sort of life and uh, maybe more so than than now yeah exactly because ultimately if they're alive and their kids are too and there aren't any huge problems going on they're just like well i don't really need much much else more you know they were less greedy perhaps you could say and that's not to say that you know there weren't some people who were incredibly working class in these days and then built themselves up and made lots and lots of money of course that does happen but they're usually kind of statistical outliers the general vibe would be you sort of stick within your families and social groups um glass ceilings i guess yeah absolutely but i think as we kind of move along like the 1900s and you look at the generation of like the boomers then this whole idea of success sort of changes quite a bit Ugh, um, boomers yeah boomers who wants them i don't want to i don't want to hate on them but 
Don't get me started. Yeah, so ageist. Um, but yeah, this sort of idea of like opportunity comes about. Um, and I guess the I say the popularization of the idea of like capitalism as it sort of spreads more through the mind of like the common man and um, probably the American built, dream. Yeah, the American dream, exactly that builds this idea that anyone can be successful in mm-hmm. this new idea of success. And I guess with the probably the input of kind of other forms of media as we go along the 1900s as well, uh, people are starting to see the lives of others a bit more and starting to see how the other half might live. Um, yeah. And that might strengthen this idea of the American dream a bit more and make people maybe think that, yeah, this life is something that I can achieve, like anything is possible for me. And I think that goes hand in hand maybe with how the economy was at that time as well. Um, and that in the sort of post-war um, era, when we look towards the boomers, there were opportunities rising. You had quite a, I guess, quite a um, disciplined and quite a industrious generation um, and quite a lot was happening. And houses were very cheap. And that house, is what comes down yeah, to. Really. Houses were yeah. very cheap as well. But yeah, I think in, in those sort of times, there was a lot of opportunity present. Um, so it was, was almost, yeah, I guess that American dream was almost actually quite alive at that time. And I yeah, guess there's absolutely. a lot of stories of that, that being the case. Yeah, the American dream is definitely something that's played a huge part in the way we view success, the sort of evolution of it. And also people thinking that it was quite possible, you know, what previously would have been just not even a reality was now like, oh, maybe actually, you know what? I don't want to milk goats anymore. I want to do something else and make more money. I want to pay someone to milk my goat for me. Exactly. Um, I want to and, move to the city and make big bucks. Exactly. And yeah, I think you're right. It's once people get to see more of how the other half live, so to speak. And then once you've kind of been exposed to that, everything else that you do makes that everything else that you do kind of makes your own life feel less successful because you've known you've seen how much better someone else has it. And actually that kind of feeds into the consistency that occurs when you try and view success over a massive timeline like we sort of have is that often you get success and you try and view it. And ultimately you aren't chasing it too much until you've seen someone else have it a lot better, you know, like it's success, like chasing the dream, chasing like, money and to be super successful is often kind of only really born when you know that a better life exists because otherwise you're just like well this is it like oh, well, it's, it's human human nature to form and sort of draw a comparison isn't it and if you're yeah. talking about a time where all you're really exposed to are your kind of friends your town and your village or your your actual community um it could be that you feel that you're doing well within those means but as soon as you start to be exposed to exactly that, how the other half live and maybe other, other areas and other parts, that's when this, this need to draw a comparison comes in again. Um, and although you might be doing well in your town, your village or your area, um, all of a it's sudden... It's not enough because someone else, somewhere else is doing even better. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's, that, it's that constant comparison. And if like, you know, back in those days, it might be someone drives past in a much nicer car or you know whatever and then you'd be like oh that would be all right if 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 they thought that constant comparison was bad then boy wait till media hits because damn son which actually not that intense this way obviously 
but it does lead us quite nicely onto the next section, which we'll be talking about after break. Absolutely. Yeah. Catch you after the break. Catch you after the break. Welcome back. We here again. And now we're going to talk about social media and how that affects well, it's not just social media the modern world in general a big yeah. part of that being social media and how that affects our perception of success how it feeds into it how it changes it that kind of thing um and as you probably would guess it's not great it's not a very good thing uh, especially if you are already someone who's prone to compare himself to other people even yeah. if you're not you probably will be by the end of a little you know facebook stalk or scroll on instagram whatever it is you do Exactly. And I think, um, like you mentioned about comparison there, I think what social media actually does is it, it not only kind of, when we talk about looking at how the other half lives, then maybe previously you would have seen that on like your evening TV, um, or you might have seen it in a magazine, like you'd have very, you'd have exposure, but you'd have very limited exposure to be able to actually compare your life to, to someone with a lot more kind of wealth or a lot more like, just whatever it might be. Um, but now with social media, it's that constant exposure. Like we spend so many hours on our phone each day. We spend so many hours on social media. So it really is an unlimited exposure to comparing your life to someone else's. And I think it's not just with, with social media, it can be influencers. Yes. That you're comparing your life to, but you're also now opening the door to comparing it directly with your peers um, when everyone's trying to, you know, show the best of their lives. Exactly. That's a big part of it too. Cause it's not just, you know, social media stars, it's, you know, friends, family, even people that you see their posts, but what you kind of forget is that the perception we portray from social media um, and like other medias, basically, it's kind of like not quite accurate. It's always the best bits and never the worst. So it's a very glorified, very specific kind of, vibe that's projected out that we receive and think well this guy who i'm friends with has a lot more money than me or has a really cool car or is on holiday in dubai i can never afford that but it might be you don't know he sold his grand's liver to go yeah. to dubai but you wouldn't know that you just double tap it and then cry about it yeah you you only see what's on the surface and you don't know someone might be posting a photo of a their new rolex on their wrist but um, maybe you don't know that they've taken out a massive crippling loan to actually put that on the wrist in the first place. And it is that though. It's like people are only going to post the nice things or the good things. It's not very often that people would post anything that they didn't feel like projecting. And it's not to say that that's, it's not to say that that's bad. Like if there's something that you wouldn't want to share with the world, it's absolutely like it's normal to, not want to project that out and if something nice happens it's human nature to want to project it out but i think the main thing is just as a, almost a receiver of these and like an onlooker um of these posts you need to be aware of that yeah and it's kind of weird because it's basically everyone's competing with each other in a very subtle way yeah. it's like the most it's like the quietest competition ever because no one would say, oh, actually, I just want to be better than you or oh, i was intimidated by the fact that you have a nice car etc no one would ever say that kind of thing but yeah, you know, we all kind of think it. Humans are weird, you know. Um, it's very, very strange because we all have like the same little like worries and we all think the same thing, but we're all kind of playing this like 
act that we're not. Oh, yeah, and it's funny because, you know, it's kind of just the same, same story over and over again. Even the people that are super rich and, you know, successful, so to speak, and they learn about their lives on social media. Um, I'm sure the people they see and think, oh, damn, you know, ugh, he's got more money than me or this car, or whatever. Because ultimately, when you compare yourself to other people, there is no, there's no, there is no winning. There's always going always to be, gonna have, yeah. There's yeah. always going to be more. There's always going to be someone that's got a little bit more than you. So realistically, if you are comparing yourself to others, and it's it's a losing battle. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to think. Look, chill out. Don't worry about what other people are doing. You know, if you're happy, that's enough. Easier said than done. I'd say that's simple, not easy. I like that phrase. Simple, not easy. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And also, Ryan. Uh, I think that we should probably discuss Dan Blazarian just a little yeah. bit because we're talking about social media stars and you know the modern world and how the influencers kind of portray a certain type of lifestyle and make people think that's what success is. And no one does that better or worse simultaneously than Mr. Blazarian. Yeah, so Dan Blazarian is actually someone that I've followed for years on Instagram and probably a lot of people who are listening to this podcast will know who we're talking about. But I mean, Dan Blazarian, he's seemingly made his money from poker um, and he's just constantly on Instagram. You will see as he is surrounded by sort of nice looking girls, some models. Um, he posts kind of pictures of his money and pictures of his nice cars, his private jets. Um, and it's really all quite like superficial what he posts. And he's really, he's not humble about what he's got. Um, and he's definitely got a kind of aggressive mindset about it. I'd say. Yeah. He's very across. much like he's, he smells like toxic masculinity. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Absolutely. He, he of it. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. he could shower for a week and he would still smell like toxic masculinity. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's bad because, you know, um, being a young man and already having lots of other pressures from lots of other people, you kind of think, right. Okay. This guy has it. He's got all the girls, he's got all the money, he's got all the respect. And you kind of think, damn, I'm, I want that. That's kind of all I would sacrifice everything for that. Yeah. So what would be much better if, is if Dan Blazarian gave a more realistic picture. It's about if little things make him happy and he's content in other ways that don't involve money, girls or cars or whatever, yeah. because then that'll give him more realistic, you know, um, portrayal of success of what it is. And then young men growing up don't see this and think, well, if I'm not doing that, then I'm basically a failure because that's yeah. just awful to think, because it's not the case at all. You know, you could be, success is all about what you value and how you feel. So you really shouldn't let someone, AKA, Danny boy yeah. tell Danny you B. how to feel about stuff big Danny B yeah. and yeah you know what take this as a call out Dan Bazarian me and Ryan are calling you out right now celebrity fight both exactly. of us versus you at the same time there's um, there's actually a, a really good well I say really good um, a really interesting um, kind of Instagram personality that I followed um, for quite a while as well and uh, he kind of well yeah of course aside from Jonah Lemon but um, he actually hung about with Dan Bilzerian for a bit of time. Um, have you heard of Joey Swole before? No, but he sounds like he's buff. He is very, very buff. Um, and I think he's a bodybuilder in California or something somewhere. And um, yeah, like for some time, it kind of looked like he was also living the high life with like Dan Bilzerian. Um, he was quite regularly going over to like his place and like smoking weed with him and partying with lots of girls and everything. 
And this guy's like huge as well, like really like massive and kept posting like kind of inspirational posts, like, um, or wannabe inspirational posts about how he doesn't care what anyone thinks. And he's just, he's got all the success that he wants and he's, uh, he's like worked hard for, for where he's got. But then after some time, I started to notice that like he wasn't really posting with Dan anymore. Um, and then later he actually put up a post um, of himself looking still as muscular as ever. But in that caption, he opened up about um, his drug addiction that he's basically had for the past couple of years and mm-hmm. how like, and although he was putting across this very positive, like kind of um, superficial image that actually inside he was really like being eaten up and struggling yeah. to, to fight himself. And that was quite a raw like post that he put up, but I guess it shouldn't take a big personality or a, someone with lots of followers to open up like that to remind us all that we don't know what's going on beneath the surface but it exactly. is always humbling to see that being the case when someone like that does open up yeah because then you think hang on a minute it kind of brings you back to reality and you think okay hang on a minute what success to me actually maybe it isn't what this i've been thinking for the last week or whatever maybe it's actually you know i can kind of reconnect myself and think he opened up about this sort of thing if i have a conversation with myself I've got these issues, et cetera. And then you bring it right back to the sort of sense of self and you analyze how you feel, what you want and what you value as success kind of thing, yeah. you know? And a part of me always begs the question that it's like, you know, if Damazarian was so successful, like why does he need the approval of other people? Why is every single post he ever does to either earn money or to get other people to think he's cool? Like, yeah. is, that re- is that success? Because if it is, I don't want it, you know? yeah exactly exactly but no yeah we said about like social media influencers um but then we're also living in an age as well of like reality tv stars who almost like popularize and glamorize getting like lots of kind of money and living a celebrity lifestyle without really having earned it and without having without like trying to be paint them all with the same brush but without you know, having much like talent to back that celebrity status up. Um, and I think for maybe young people looking on as well, that can be quite kind of difficult to see and almost give the perception that you don't actually have to be good at anything to try and, you know, earn that successful status. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think best advice in general is keep it simple, keep it small, focus on yourself kind of thing, you know, not yeah, in a focus on yourself. What you want get up at 4am, you know, work out for 25 hours a day, eat nothing but grass and raw chicken, That not that vibe, but like focusing yourself in that, be in touch with what you think and how you feel about stuff. Don't be fed by all the stuff you see telling you what success is and has to be great because I think it's a real issue, of course, for girls too, but if we're talking about boys, as the podcast, you know, sort of suggests, as a young man, you do kind of feel that, well, I want to be like an alpha male. I want to provide for people. I want to have my wife who I can protect and provide for. And, you know, I'm really rich so I can sort of, you know, be the man, so to speak, um, that I want to be or feel like I should be maybe. Um, so it's really damaging to see this sort of stuff. And you can see why a lot of people actually kind of think, nah, I'm not going to want my child anything to do with social media. I want them to become who they are because it's who they are, not because damn Blazarian told him it's cool god damn dan bilzerian yeah god damn dan bilzerian that's right yeah i didn't even dislike him that much before this episode but now i'm like you're not ryan i'm sold 
I hate him with fury. Let's pull up. Let's pull up at his house. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's it's just doing this thing, doing these things to impress like other people. And you're exactly right with Dan Bozerian. Like if he was really content, why is he trying to project this image onto others? And it actually kind of reminds me of like a quote from Fight Club as well, um, where like Edward Norton's character actually says like we spend our lives buying things we don't even want to impress people we don't even like. And yeah. I think in the age of social media, that's even more true than, than ever. It resonates, doesn't it? Yeah. Very much. You can kind of summarize flawed visions of success with that one quote in itself, really. Yeah. Kind of gutted. Usually I'm the one coming in with the big quotes, and now you have. Yeah, mate, well. You know what? I don't, li- I don't like to take the throne. <laughs> Elliot, I want to retake this, this bit. No. <laughs> but you know it's what? Heavy is the head, wears the crown. So. Yeah. Um, and that's me. Then trying to be like, oh, have you said there was a crown success? No, that's bad. You just Not had to. to come in. You just had to. I just had to it. because damn Blazarian. That's why. That's why. Damn Blazarian. God damn. But yeah. He's buff I, though. He's ripped. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. has he earned it? And what does that really mean? Just let's refer our listeners back to um, their episode <laughs> on bodybuilding and make sure that he's doing yeah. it for the right reasons. Those positive motivators and not the negative ones. Yeah. It isn't even really related, but I always wonder. You know how he's always got like loads of girls with him. Yeah. Does he does he sleep with them all? Is, that, is it what is it kind of is the vibe? Is it like they just follow him around, kind of like I, he had treats them like pets, or because they all seem very much for it? But then, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if in ten years' time they're like, yeah, he fed us gravel and kept us in a plastic yeah. box. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, I think he, I think he definitely like pays them, and they're part of like his brand. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if lots of stories came out in the future. Um, but it could just be that he pays them, and I know that they party a lot, so he might just keep them constantly stoned as well, so that they don't, <laughs> they don't really know. What's I mean, happening. yeah, they're probably like, you know what, I could escape. I don't, really, I'm not bothered about it. I'll chill here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess that the general kind of consensus is, you know, success is whatever you think it is whatever you value, whatever you care about, the future you envision when you, you know, I think in your happy thoughts, not the one that you are told to think, just what you actually think. And if that is to be super rich, then that's fine. You know, it's like with anything, if you want to be buff or if you want to have loads of one night stands, do what you want to do, but just make sure that you're doing it because you want to do it. Not because the sort of idea of masculinity and success and whatever is kind of feeding into that. Because I guess you could just say that ultimately being successful is waking up in the morning and being a better version of yourself than you were the day before. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Also, I just got a frog in my throat. I wasn't crying. Yeah, well, I do it'd be fine if I was. So. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fine if I was crying. That's fine. Yeah, boys do um, cry. It's fine. Yeah, I wasn't though. But yeah, um, yeah, you're right. That idea of success, it, ultimately, it's understanding yourself, understanding what you want and um, making sure that, yeah, it, like, to be successful in that is just making sure that you you understand yourself and get to where you want to be. And that's because you want to be there, not because you've seen someone else getting there. Exactly. Well, that was a very natural conclusion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it's really a vibe. Um, well, I'm I'm spent on talking about success. I, you know, I feel I like think... this uh, podcast was a success. Well, I will see about that. We'll see about that. I hope it is. But ultimately... I enjoyed doing it. You know, I enjoyed talking to you, Ryan. I enjoyed the eye contact we kept the whole time. I liked it. And so, you know what? 
regardless of what anyone thinks, it was a success because the moments that mattered have already been and I will never forget them. Okay, so just you remember that. If you're here, I'll give you a little kiss on the forehead. That's <laughs> inspirational, yeah. inspirational. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Um, and yeah, that was a great wrap up. Do you think so? I think so. I think so. Good, yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, until next time, you guys stay safe and stay successful. Whatever that means to you. Whatever that means to you, yeah. <laughs>